Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 152. Today we're going to answer the question, what's wrong with humanity? At the real heart of it all, what's wrong with us as human beings? And our passages all speak to that, but also thankfully give an answer as to how it can be fixed. And so let's jump in at Second Kings, and as we work through, I think it'll become clear what's wrong with humanity, but we'll also see a message of hope about how it can be repaired. Second Kings 13. In the 23rd year of the reign of Judah's king, Joash, son of Ahaziah, Jehu's son, Jehoahaz, became king over Israel. He reigned in Samaria for 17 years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He continued in the sinful ways of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who had encouraged Israel to sin. He did not repudiate those sins. The Lord was furious with Israel and handed them over to King Haziel of Syria and to Haziel's son, Ben-Hadad, for many years. Jehoaz asked for the Lord's mercy, and the Lord responded favorably, for he saw that Israel was oppressed by the king of Syria. The Lord provided a deliverer for Israel, and they were freed from Syria's power. The Israelites once more lived in security, but they did not repudiate the sinful ways of the family of Jeroboam, who encouraged Israel to sin. They continued in those sins. There was even an Asherah pole standing in Samaria. Jehoaz had no army left except 50 horsemen, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers. The king of Syria had destroyed his troops and trampled them as dust. The rest of the events of Jehoaz's reign, including all his accomplishments and successes, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Jehoaz passed away and was buried in Samaria. His son Jehoash placed him as king. Replaced him as king. In the thirty-seventh year of King Jehoash, reigning uh, Jehoash reigning over Judah, Jehoahaz's son Jehoash became king over Israel. He reigned in Samaria for sixteen years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not repudiate the sinful ways of Jeroboam, son of Nabat, who encouraged Israel to sin. He continued in those sins. The rest of the events of Jehoash's reign, including all his accomplishments and all his successful war with King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Jehoash passed away and Jeroboam succeeded him on the throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now Elisha had a terminal illness. King Jehoash of Israel went down to visit him. He wept before him and said, My father, my father, the chariot and horsemen of Israel. Elijah told him, Take a bow and some arrows. And he did so. Then Elisha told the king of Israel, Aim the bow. He did so. And Elisha placed his hands on the king's hands. Elisha said, Open the east window. And he did so. Elisha said, Shoot. And he did so. Elisha said, This arrow symbolizes the victory the Lord will give you over Syria. That you will annihilate Syria in Aphek. Then Elisha said, Take the arrows. And he did so. He told the king of Israel, Strike the ground. And he struck the ground three times and stopped. The prophet got angry at him and said, If you had struck the ground five or six times, you would have annihilated Syria. But now you will defeat Syria only three times. 
Elisha died and was buried. Moabite raiding parties invaded the land at the beginning of the year. One day some men were burying a man when they spotted a raiding party, so they threw the dead man into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man came to life and stood on his feet. Now King Hazael of Syria pressed Israel throughout Jehoahaz's reign. But the Lord had mercy on them and felt pity for them. He extended his favor to them because of the promise he had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has been unwilling to destroy them or remove them from his presence to this very day. When King Hazael of Syria died, his son Ben-Hadad replaced him as king. Jehoaz's son Jehoash took back from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the cities that he had taken from his father Jehoaz in war. Jehoash defeated him three times and recovered the Israelite cities. In the second year of the reign of Israel's king Joash, son of Jehoaz, Jehoash's son Amaziah became king over Judah. He was 25 years old when he, became, when he began to reign, and he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Jehodan, who was from Jerusalem. He did what the Lord approved, but not like David his ancestor had done. He followed the example of his father Joash. But the high places were not eliminated. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense on the high places. When he had secured control of the kingdom, he executed the servants who had assassinated his father. But he did not execute the sons of the assassins. He obeyed the Lord's commandment as recorded in the scroll of the law of Moses, saying, Fathers must not be put to death for what their sons do, and the sons must not be put to death for what their fathers do. A man must be put to death only for his own sin. And he defeated 10,000 Edomites in the Salt Valley. He captured Sela in battle and renamed it Joktil, a name that is retained to this very day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Joash, son of Jehoaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, and said, Come, let's meet face to face. King Jehoash of Israel sent his message back to King Amaziah of Judah, saying, A thorn bush in Lebanon sent this message to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then a wild animal of Lebanon came by and trampled down the thorn. You thoroughly defeated Edom, and it has gone to your head. Gloat over your success, but stay in your palace. Why bring calamity on yourself? Why bring down yourself and Judah along with you? But Amaziah would not heed the warning, so King Jehoash of Israel attacked. He and King Amaziah of Judah met face to face at Beth Shemesh of Judah. Judah was defeated by Israel, and each man ran back home. King Jehoash of Israel captured King Amaziah of Judah, son of Jehoash, son of Ahaziah, in Beth Shemesh. He attacked Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, a distance of about 600 feet. He took away all the gold and silver, all the items found in the Lord's temple, and in all the treasuries of the royal palace, and some hostages. Then he went back to Samaria. The rest of the events of Jehoash's reign including all the accomplishments in his successful war with King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Jehoash passed away and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. His son Jeroboam replaced him as king. King Amaziah, son of Joash of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of King Jehoash, son of Jehoaz of Israel. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Judah. Conspirators plotted against him in Jerusalem, so he fled to Lachish, but they sent assassins after him, and they killed him there. His body was carried back by horses, and he was buried in Jerusalem with his ancestors in the city of David. All the people of Judah took Azariah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in his father Amaziah's place. 
Azariah built up Alat and restored it to Judah after the king had passed away. And in the fifteenth year of the reign of Judah's king Amaziah son of Joash, Jeroboam son of Joash became king over Israel. He reigned for forty-one years in Samaria. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not repudiate the sinful ways of Jeroboam son of Nebat who encouraged Israel to sin. He restored the border of Israel from Lebo Hamath in the north to the sea of the Rift Valley in the south, just as in the message from the Lord God of Israel that was announced through his servant Jonah son of Amittiah, the prophet from Gath-Hefer. The Lord saw Israel's intense suffering. Everyone was weak and incapacitated, and Israel had no deliverer. The Lord had not decreed that he would blot out Israel's memory from under heaven, so he delivered them through Jeroboam son of Joash. The rest of the events of Jeroboam's reign, including all his accomplishments, his military successes, and restoring Israel, Israelite control over Damascus and Hamath, are recorded in the scroll of, called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Jeroboam passed away and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. His son, Zechariah, replaced him as king. And then we'll move over to Second Chronicles chapter 25 and continue reading a similar account. It says there, Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Jehoradan, who was from Jerusalem. He did what the Lord approved, but not with wholehearted devotion. When he had secured control of the kingdom, he executed the servants who had assassinated his father, the king. However, he did not execute their sons. He obeyed the Lord's commandments as recorded in the law scroll of Moses, where it says, Fathers must not be executed for what their sons do, and sons must not be executed for what their fathers do. A man must be executed only for his own sin. Amaziah assembled the people of Judah and assigned them by families to the commanders of units of a thousand and the commanders of units of one hundred for all Judah and Benjamin. He counted those twenty years old and up and discovered there were three hundred thousand young men of fighting age equipped with spears and shields. He hired one hundred thousand Israelite warriors for a hundred talents of silver. But a prophet visited him and said, O king, the Israelite troops must not go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel or any of the Ephraimites. Even if you go and fight bravely in battle, God will defeat you before your enemy. God is capable of helping or defeating. Amaziah asked the prophet, But what should I do about the hundred talents of silver I paid the Israelite troops? The prophet replied, The Lord is capable of giving you more than that. So Amaziah dismissed the troops that had come to him from Ephraim and sent them home. They were very angry at Judah and returned home incensed. Amaziah boldly led his army to the Valley of Salt where he defeated 10,000 Edomites. The men of Judah captured 10,000 men alive. They took them to the top of a cliff and threw them over. All the captives fell to their death. Now the troops Amaziah had dismissed and had not allowed to fight in the battle raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon. They killed 3,000 people and carried off a large amount of plunder. When Amaziah returned from defeating the Edomites, he brought back the gods of the people of Seir and made them his personal gods. He bowed down before them and offered them sacrifices. The Lord was angry at Amaziah and sent a prophet to him who said, Why are you following these gods that could not deliver their own people from your power? While he was speaking, Amaziah said to him, Did we appoint you to be a royal counselor? Stop prophesying or else you'll be killed. So the prophet stopped, but added, I know that God has decided to destroy you because you have done this thing and refused to listen to my advice. After King Amaziah of Judah distributed or consulted with his advisors, he sent his me- this message to the king of Israel, Joash, son of Jehoaz, the, the son of Jehu. 
Come, face me on the battlefield. King Jehoash of Israel sent this message back to King Amaziah of Judah. A thorn bush in Lebanon sent this message to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then a wild animal of Lebanon came by and trampled down the thorn bush. You defeated Edom, and it has gone to your head. Gloat over your success, but stay in your palace. Why bring calamity on yourself? Why bring down yourself and Judah along with you? But Amaziah did not heed the warning, for God wanted to hand them over to Joash because they followed the gods of Edom. So King Joash of Israel attacked. He and King Amaziah of Judah faced each other on the battlefield in Beth Shemesh of Judah. Judah was defeated by Israel, and each man ran back home. King Joash of Israel captured King Amaziah of Judah, son of Joash, son of Jehoaz, in Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem. He broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, a distance of about 600 feet. He took away all the gold and silver and all the items found in God's temple that were once in the care of Obed-Edom, the riches in the royal palace and some hostages. Then he went back to Samaria. King Amaziah, son of Joash of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of King Joash, son of Jehoaz of Israel. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign from start to finish are recorded in the scroll of the kings of Judah and Israel. From the time Amaziah turned from following the Lord, conspirators plotted against him in Jerusalem. So he fled to Lachish, but they sent assassins after him and they killed him there. His body was carried back by horses and he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. And so I imagine as you've been reading along with me and and hearing this, you've noticed, you know, these kings get introduced and the first thing you hear is they either did evil in the sight of the Lord and they continue to sin and they didn't stop doing so or they started off okay and then they go bad like King Amaziah or maybe they started off not that great and then somehow they come back. But there's this constant refrain of what people are like that's really in one sense saying what's wrong with humanity. There's a a serious problem and that's sin. There's an evil in our hearts. And we'll see more of that as we read from now Psalm 53 and then uh, finally from Matthew chapter 12. But let's continue now with Psalm 53 where we We hear an indictment of what people are like as well. For the music director, according to the Makalath style, a well-written song by David. Fools say to themselves, there is no God. They sin and commit evil deeds. None of them does what is right. God looks down from heaven at the human race to see if there's anyone who is wise and seeks God. Everyone rejects God. They are all morally corrupt. None of them does what is right, not even one. All those who behave wickedly do not understand. Those who devour my people as if they were eating bread and do not call out to God. They are absolutely terrified even by things that do not normally cause fear. For God annihilates those who attack you. You are able to humiliate them because God has rejected them. I wish the deliverance of Israel would come from Zion when God restores the well-being of his people. May Jacob rejoice. May Israel be happy. And there you have a rather stinging indictment of humanity where David is making the case that there's not one who does what is right. All are evil. All are morally corrupt. And let's see as we turn now to Matthew 12, what answer there might be to this serious problem that humanity has where we are evil in our hearts. Matthew chapter 12. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on a Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pick heads of wheat and eat them. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is against the law to do on the Sabbath. 
Jesus said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? How he entered the house of God and ate the sacred bread, which was against the law for him or his companions to eat, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that the priests in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are not guilty? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I want mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Then Jesus left that place and entered their synagogue. A man who was there had a withered hand, and they asked Jesus, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they could accuse him. He said to them, Would not any one of you, if he had one sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and it was restored, as healthy as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted against Jesus as to how they could assassinate him. Now when Jesus learned of this, he went away from there. Great crowds followed him, and he healed them all. But he sternly warned them not to make him known. This fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I take great delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed or extinguish a smoldering wick until he brings justice to victory. And in his name the Gentiles will hope. Then they brought to Jesus a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. He healed him so that he could speak and see. All the crowds were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, He does not cast out demons except by the power of Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Now when Jesus realized what they were thinking, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is destroyed, and no town or house divided against itself will stand. So if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has already overtaken you. How else can someone enter a strong man's house and steal his property unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can thoroughly plunder the house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. For this reason I tell you, people will be forgiven for every sin and blasphemy, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its tr fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Offspring of vipers, how are you able to say anything good, since you are evil? For the mouth speaks from what fills the heart. The good person brings good things out of his good treasury, and the evil person brings evil things out of his evil treasury. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every worthless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the experts in the law, along with some of the Pharisees, answered him, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights.
The people of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented when Jonah preached to them. And now something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of sheep of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now something greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a person, it passes through waterless places looking for rest, but does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the home I left. When it returns, it finds the house empty, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they go in and live there. So the last state of the person is worse than the first. It will be that way for this evil generation as well. While Jesus was still speaking to the crowds, his mother and brothers came and stood outside, asking to speak with him. Someone told him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. To the one who had said this, Jesus replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And pointing toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And there we have Jesus addressing the fact that, yes, we are as humans sinful people. He makes it very clear as well. But he does hint and say there is a way for the heart to be changed, and that will be happened through the sign of the prophet Jonah, which is that three days and three nights the Son of Man will be in the belly of the earth. And doing so, Jesus is pointing forward to his death and his resurrection, the only hope for humanity, because in his death and his resurrection, Jesus pays for our sins. He takes the evil, the judgment that's, that should come on us for the evil we've done upon himself. And in doing so, he gives freedom and new life to those who turn and trust in him. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-